Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I think they're playing great. Um, I love what they're doing. Uh, coming up with turnovers, um, you know, you're going to give up a play here and there. No one's ever going to play perfect. So I just think they're playing very consistent, uh, tackling really well, uh, playing physical, uh, forcing some turnovers. I'm, I, I'm excited about what they're doing. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lemon here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio. 651-3439. Knippelmeyer text line. That's a former University of Oklahoma head football coach, Bob Stoops, talking about the game. Um, yeah, He didn't seem – he's not blown away with how Oklahoma's looked up to this point, but feels feels really solid and feels like they've got a good foundation to build on. Is that kind of where you're at right now? Similar? I that's like the exact spot that I'm in is like I, I've noticed there's there is noted improvements and now moving forward here when you play Cincinnati, when you play Texas, I, I think we're going to find out in the next what four games, I guess, just how much you've really improved. Like it's obvious you improved, okay? But what are we talking about now? Are we just talking about a top fifty defense? Top 40, top 25, top 10. I think the next four weeks is going to go a long way in telling us uh, exactly just how much better they are. I agree. It's so hard right now. Um, now, the the top 25 is out. AP top 25 is out. Texas is your number four football team. They had two first-place votes. Um, Oklahoma, we went backwards. We got jumped by Colorado. We're down to 19. Are you okay with that? Are we better than that? I actually really love that. It's not a concern of mine necessarily, and it can't be a concern until it actually happens, but this team has gone through an entire offseason and a season up to this point where no one's really talked about them, and when they have talked about them, it's about how good they're not going to be. I just... I don't mind living in that world for as long as as possible. If, yeah. if, if you know, like under the radar for as long as possible. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate that. Here's what's crazy. We are number nineteen, and when I look at everyone in front of us, I don't know that there's anyone on the list that I feel like I know one hundred percent that Oklahoma could definitively beat. You don't know if they could definitively beat Colorado no. at uh, 18. You don't know if they could beat Utah at 12, LSU at 14, Kansas State at 15. I it, guess – I mean, all those. I guess, like, Utah without Cam Rising, I guess I'm factoring in, like, maybe it's not fair, but I'm factoring in Cam Rising at Utah and they've got their best players there. But everyone else, I mean, I think we belong on the field – with pretty much everyone on the list, but I can't definitively yeah. say. So what are you saying? There's still a big element of the unknown with this yeah. team through two games. It really is. Yeah. I, do I think we'd beat Colorado? Yeah, I do. But I can't definitively say that. Sure. Ole Miss, I think it's weird that they're ranked where they're ranked, but 
I guess even with Ole Miss, I can't I, – I, I would favor Oklahoma. I would favor Oklahoma if we played that game anywhere. Ole Miss played in their stadium. But I, I, there's still enough unknown for me that I just can't flat out definitively say we win that game. I, I would pick Oklahoma no matter what. Um, we play it ten times. Oklahoma wins it eight or nine out of ten. I I can't. I now can't your opinion is going to uh, considerably change though in the next in the next four weeks as to who they could beat that's ranked in front of them, behind them. Like you, you, we're going to find out in due time what this team really is. Sure, it might take a little bit, but we'll, I'm not we're gonna worried find out. about it. It's just kind of where I'm where I am. I mean, there's been times in the past where you know Oklahoma's ranked number ten. And or I mean, I'm just throwing that out as an example. And I look at the standings in front of us, and it's like there's no way that we should be ranked behind X, Y, Z. I don't see a team on here that I feel that way about. Yeah, uh, just to to kind of move on from the SMU game, and we'll look ahead the the remainder of the week. Uh, CBS hands out letter grades for all ranked teams this week. OU got a B. Uh, for the 28-11 win over SMU. Says it doesn't exactly jump off the page, but the defense looked great against an extremely underrated Mustangs offense. The fact that it was a defensively driven game was actually a feature, not a bug. OU gets a B. Text line, you guys agree with that? The win over SMU, was it Was it a B? Yeah, I, I mean, that's I, I would probably put it there. Um, I... You know, that's an interesting final line. The fact that it was a defensive-driven game was actually a feature, not a bug. And I do feel like there is – we're developing – this is a totally different – okay, 28-11 five years ago in in 2018 – like a, a 28-11 now victory is equivalent to like a 55-38 game against SMU. Yeah. Something like like so, that, no, right? Seriously, 100%. And we're going through a a style upheaval that is foreign to us and has been foreign since Bob Stoops told Kevin Wilson uh, that he wants to run up-tempo offense in 2008, right? It really – that's kind of the turning point of of Oklahoma being a defensive-led team, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, because 2007 you were still lining up in the I formation. And, uh, yes, 2008 was the clear was, – yeah. was the change, yes. Yeah, and Coach Stoops even said in that audio clip that he knew it was going to have ramifications for our defense and – I mean, he didn't care. He had the best quarterback, most accurate quarterback, playmakers. I want the ball in his hands as much as possible. Well, I, I mean, there is – and we have had a, a similar situation several times since then, right? With Baker and with Kyler and with Jalen and with uh, – you could even say with Kayla Williams, even though he was just into his, his college tenure. I mean, it made a lot of sense in those instances to play that way. Um, and I guess you keep playing that way if you can consistently have the best yeah. player in college football at quarterback. I don't, I don't have an issue winning twenty eight eleven. I don't. I don't know if anyone else does. I don't have an issue winning against good. T- Let me say that I don't have an issue winning against good teams twenty eight eleven. I have an issue beating Arkansas State twenty eight eleven. But good football teams, that's fine. I just 
if we're going to see a style moving forward or at least more games where they're low scoring, I still want to see an offense that, even in low scoring games, is dominating the time of possession. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if that's how they're going to try and win games, like, let's control the time of possession, control the tempo. Put your defense offensively. Put your defense in the best spot possible mm-hmm. to to throw up a low number. Yeah, and I don't. I just don't think that that was the case on Saturday. I don't think that that always happened with the offense yeah. against SMU. I'm I'm with you, but I'm not totally sold that that like we. I'm like I'm trying to figure out if that was a stylistic choice that we made. Or not, if that makes sense. I'm still, I'm still kind of back and forth because right, it would not shock me at all if at some point during that game, whenever the defense was playing really good early on, that Coach Venables didn't say, I want to run the ball here. I want to be conservative offensively and, and play to our defense. So. You know what? That may be right. I, I, I hope it's right because it's best case scenario from Saturday, correct? And it is the only explanation to me worthy of why you didn't throw one deep ball on Saturday. Just because it, it's just such a big part of this. It's just crazy to me now, that I, didn't happen. I I can understand that whole. I still don't understand not throwing it deep any, and I still don't understand some of the personnel that we that we didn't play in the football game, but. I'm willing to I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and and wait and see exactly how this thing unfolds. But it was it was different. Uh, we got several texts. Pan in Texas. Colorado wins forty five forty two and they're being called a playoff team. I'll take a twenty eight eleven win as long as it's against a good team. Nine one eight. I don't think there's a problem with our offense or our defense. Think we're playing bland, so we can really pull the tricks out of the bags at Texas, aka Stogner. Booma. Uh, Jimmy from BA, I really enjoy the SMU game. I'm a bit underwhelmed with our running back game so far. Yeah. Santa John says, guys, I'm 73 fan since I was seven years old. OU usually starts slow for the first half of the season until Texas partly due to holding back, but also time to get into sync. This is true for Bud, Chuck, Barry, Bob, and Muleshoe. Everyone needs to relax until Texas. We won't get the real team this week against Tulsa, but some new stuff will be added for Cincinnati. See, and we make fun of it all of the time. Oh, the, hell, we ain't gonna show nothing till Texas. I. That's exactly what this feels like to me, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's what it feels like to me, and I can't, I can't verify that. You know, and and I also haven't asked the question, but it that's what it honestly feels like to me well if that's what's going on and I, if it is going on we'll be able to tell throughout the next three games and then we'll see it in the OU Texas game I vow to open up the postgame show if they do that and they win by saying oh hell see we didn't show nothing till Texas that'll be the first thing that's uttered on the postgame show if they beat them because because here's the thing why why did why did Lincoln always go, go, go with his offense. I mean, it was twofold. Number one, you kind of had to, right? Because defensively, you you lag so far behind. But number two, 
you were chasing a Heisman Trophy and showing recruits what your quarterback numbers can be. Yeah. But we're not chasing a Heisman Trophy with Dylan Gabriel. We're not chasing the recruiting statistics because the next quarterback is is right there on the sideline. And then the next one after that, and the next one after that are you, committed. You can throttle offense, but you can't throttle defense. Uh, you can't say, well, we'll let him score 14 or 17 in the game. You just can't do that. But offensively, you can throttle your, yourself and remain really conservative to hide exactly how good you are. And I'm not suggesting – I think it's just maybe a part – of the formula because, frankly, the offensive line did not play a dominant game. If the offensive line played a dominant game and we still called it the way we did, I would be sitting here saying, we ain't showing nothing till Texas. Here's what I think the bright side to all of this is. We've watched every single snap so far, as have most people on the text line. Some are agreeing with this theory that maybe they haven't shown a lot. But we don't know for sure if that's accurate or not. And, again, we've watched – we followed this team all the time. We talked about them all off season. We knew all the personnel. Know the you know we know everything that we could you know possibly know about this team, or at least we think. What do the future opponents think right now after watching these first two games on field? You know what I mean? Like I think they've done whether it's right or it's wrong, it's true or it's not. They've done a really good job of keeping everyone off the scent up to this point. Yeah, there's really like I, I think overall as a team, how good they are. There's a lot of unknown. But stylistically, what they are offensively, yeah, there's a lot of unknown. And there was a lot of unknown going into last Saturday for SMU because, as Rhett Lashley said after the game, they threw like 20 different looks at us defensively. And it obviously had an effect. They didn't show very much at all against Arkansas State. They showed a lot more against SMU. And I tend to believe that was a big reason why they played so well defensively. Did you hear – did you listen to all of Coach Venables last night at Rudy's? I listened to probably half of it. Like you couldn't tell just like on first glance looking at the game, but I he put it out there last night. They ran like five or six like basically trick plays against them. SMU did. And oh you sniffed every single one of them out. Now what's interesting about that is that was not an SMU team that was saying, "Oh, we're not we can't win the game. We're just going to come in, we'll keep it pretty vanilla. If something wild happens, you know, we'll we'll see what we can do." I mean, Lashley went for it on fourth down in his on his own like 30-yard line. Went for it on like four times on yeah. fourth down, I think. Uh they ran two reverses, they ran the fumble ruski play, they ran the uh flea flicker play. They're in that crazy uh, like throwback wheel route. So SMU was, I mean, they were throwing the kitchen sink at Vindles. He said that's the most most gadget plays like that he's seen. Uh, he's he was laughing about the Boise State game, but you know SMU was trying some stuff now. And what's really promising about that is number one, we sniffed them all out, but number two. Like, when you look at their passing game, they just flat out could not drop back pass without keeping a tight end and a running back in to protect Mm -hmm. against our four pass rushers. Limits what you can do down the field. 
So, yeah, that's and, and the offensive part of it is really interesting to me because we've seen OU's offense look, we've seen them look good. We've seen them look okay. We've seen them look bad. And in all of those three scenarios, there's one constant. We're throwing the ball deep. Always throwing the ball deep. We didn't do that against SMU. So we can say whatever we want about like play calling and like, how we looked offensively. But to me, I, if you were to ask me, right, OU doesn't play very good offensively, what do you think happened? I would say, well, we turned the ball over. That didn't happen. Nope. Um, we, couldn't have, we didn't have any success running the football. That didn't happen. And, you know, we just didn't connect on the deep balls. I mean, that didn't happen because there were no deep balls. I, I would never factor in that we just didn't throw it deep. So, <laughs> I feel like – and we had the looks. It wasn't the SMU was running like two high safeties on us and we just never had the – the opportunity to do it, I they were single high a lot, and we didn't do it. So, I don't know. I just think it is. I just think it's it's fishy to say it's the least. Definitely mysterious. We we use the word weird a lot on Saturday during the post game show, and still uh, still holds up today. I really wish I could read this Mel Tucker uh, text from the eight one seven. I probably can't though. Yeah, no, probably not. He gonna get, he's going to get fired, right? Yeah? I think he's going to get fired. I think he's going to get fired? I think Michigan State's like, let's, uh, let's get out of this $95 million contract, but please. He ain't going to get fired. Like it's going to be a knockdown drag out for that. Can they fire him with cause or not? So, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but, I mean, there's enough around it that he feels like it's a total sham and – you know, I don't, but we'll see. It's wild. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Mike Steely here for Cabins Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cabins is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabins is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. Introducing the next generation at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're talking Sierras. 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT 5.3. Take up to $72.50 off MSRP when you trade in your 2009 GM car, truck, or SUV for qualified buyers. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. We tend not to think about right now, but right now in front of us is victory over cancer. Right now, cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to better treatments and saving lives. When you give to the V Foundation, 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing cancer research. 
Victory over cancer is there for the taking by you. Donate at V.org because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Stop looking and start booking your game day hotel at NCED Conference Center and Hotel. We have great game day specials, classic queen bed or king bedrooms, premium king rooms, and a variety of classic and premium suites to choose from. Just click nced-hotel.com or call 405-447-9000. Enjoy the Sooners and stay at NCED Hotel, located on Highway 9, just 10 minutes east of Bowen Field. Call today to reserve your game day hotel, 405-447-9000 or online at nced-hotel.com. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Football season is back, and when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do. Go see Kathy and her staff at Joe's. They have tons of specials, like this month on Jack Daniels, Malibu Rum Cocktails, Relax Riesling, and more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and noon to 5 on Sundays. 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. Mike Stoops goes, what happened? And I'm like, they just reached our shade, our five, our nine. Everybody's laying on the ground. He said, where's Teddy? (laughs) I said, he's on his ass. (laughs) Oh, the highlight of the night last night from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. And I did see the replay of that play that he's referring to earlier (laughs) this morning. Jeez. That's the first play of the 2002 season, and everyone it looked like all 11 got blocked with you guys. You know, a lot Man. of time, a lot of people say you can tell how the season's going to go by the uh, by the first play. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't know this, but Tulsa, and this will probably be the same on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They keep snipers up on top of the uh, press box. That's what it looks like man, and they'll shoot defensive players in the in the back of the knee. Um, did I tear an ACL on that play? Is there an alternate universe somewhere? I think where, four. I think four players did on that play. Th- I think there's an alternate universe where my uh, my career was over on that play. It's pretty funny. 
Eight years ago today, you know what happened? Eight yes. years ago today, what, what happened? What year was that? Uh, that was 2015. 2015, um, September 12th, 2015. Uh, yeah. What happened? Was that the Tennessee game? Third down for what? Yeah. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Uh, we knew. Well, I think we uh, had a good feeling about it before, but that was really the night that it was, okay, uh, I think we have a dude at quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was, um, like, points-wise, points-wise, it is not the most incredible comeback in OU history. Uh, the Baylor win in 2019 and OU Texas in 2021, bigger comebacks point-wise, but... Man, with that atmosphere, everything that was that the way that game looked, incredible, man. Down seventeen to three in the fourth quarter, winning yeah. double overtime. You know what else happened that day? Uh, I don't know what else happened. You that do day. big, big moment in the sports world. I'm really trying to figure out. Oh, uh, Butch Jones yelled at Eric Stryker, <laughs> "Have some class." <laughs> that. No, uh, it's it's the night Holly Holmes kicked Ronda Rousey in the face and knocked her out. Yeah, we would have been here all night. I would not I, have I, that The only much. reason I remember that is because like when we were getting back on the plane, or maybe it was even on the trip, the buses going to the plane. I remember that was like one of the big trending things on Twitter. It's funny. Uh, I, we asked the question. Well, really, we asked the text line yesterday. What's what's your thoughts on Dylan Gabriel? Thirty-eight of forty-nine, seventy-seven point six completion percentage. That leads to the Big Twelve. <laughs> I thought you were going to say thirty-eight of forty-nine people said he sucks. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Four hundred and eighty-four yards, six touchdown passes, no interceptions. So we asked at KREF Sports on Twitter, "What's your thoughts so far on Dylan Gabriel?" Uh, Gerald McCoy responded, "Yeah, here's what GK said. Okay, it's two games versus nobody. That's my thoughts. This happened last year. First three. That's my thoughts." Let the season get going first. Good for him. Starter at one of the best schools in the country versus unranked opponents. This is supposed to happen. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. He's, he's you know, kind of uh, he's just handled business up to this point. I mean, I think there's been some, some good stuff in there mixed in as well. Um, but I don't know. I... I guess I agree to to a certain point on that, but I also I also think that he's been better than he was last year to to quite the degree, don't you? I think you can see I think you can see improvement from last year. Yes, mm-hmm. um, he has not proved to Gerald's point. He has not proved yet this year that he is a big game quarterback or a quarterback that thrives in the big games, but. You can tell from last year that he's he's improved from a year ago. What are the numbers that you said again? Thirty eight of forty nine. That is seventy seven point six percent if you don't have your calculator out. Okay. Four hundred and eighty four yards passing, six touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Okay. Through the first two games last year, Kent State and UTEP, he was thirty six of fifty one. For 529 and six touchdowns. Um, he Well, I guess he threw for five and ran for one. He's so, ran for one. Yeah. One this, what, wait. So five touchdowns. Just just one? Just the one against Arkansas State? Yeah that's, yeah. that's right. So, I mean, they're pretty similar. His completion percentage is better. Um, and that's the stat that was always going to 
mean more to me with him um, going into this year. Like, the yards were going to look fine, the touchdown passes, all that. Like, I was – completion percentage had to be better, and, well, so far it is. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I think that – I think that the opponent is – the opponents are better as well. I, you know, UTEP and Kent, not as good. I, I think Arkansas State and UTEP are kind of the, like very similar. But And I guess Kent State was, was Kent better Kent State has some year. talent, but that was more offensively with yeah. Dante Cephas and the quarterback that's at UCLA. Like, yeah. Defensively, they were just right. They're just kind of average, and, if that. But I, to, to, um, um, to GK's point, pretty similar. Now – he hadn't thrown any interceptions. He was sacked five times, though, in those first two games. Has he been sacked yet? Yeah, he got he got sacked at least once on Saturday. I do remember one particular play uh, deep in their own territory going yeah, towards the sack. north end zone. Yeah, he's, he's been sacked once. So, I mean, I, I, think there's, I think there's some similarities there, but – I feel like eye test-wise, he looks better than he did a year ago. Let's get to several texts. Drew from Flower Mound, if you have a problem with DG, you really have a problem with the interior offensive line, as I see it, especially after the game. I want DG to hit every pass, but he won't. My non-negotiable with Gabriel, though, is he's got to be better on the deep ball, no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, guy says he's throwing five-yard passes. Of course his completion percentage is high. Well, it's the same as last year. I mean... Now, we didn't throw deep balls against SMU, but he converted on deep balls against Arkansas State, and he's completing a higher percentage than he did a year ago. So, I don't know. I mean, everyone in college football, their percentage, their passing percentage is way higher than it used to be because of that, because of the the little touch pass with the motion, which counts as a pass, the bubbles, the tunnels and the RPOs. Everyone in college football, like the the passing percentage, has gone up, and it's not directly proportional to the talent level. I mean, quarterbacks are better, I believe, overall in passing, but like the percentages have gone up like crazy. Panda in Texas says DG is my baby daddy. Four oh five. Hey, honey, on the way home, get the Dylan Gabriel statue out so we can worship it after the two and zero start. <laughs> uh, nice. That was good. I like that a lot. Combination of, uh, of text messages. Chase and OC says, "I believe that after the Cincinnati game, we will know what we have on offense and defense." Yes. Is that a new? Is that game now the uh, a, a really good barometer? A really good. It feels, it like, feels it. like it is. They got a they got they a, get a good team. Dangerous quarterback. Dangerous quarterback and it's not to the level of Oklahoma State what you what you think that they might bring energy wise, but man, it's their first ever Big Twelve game. Like right. there's there's a lot of incentive for them to, you know, come out and play really well in that game. So you like there's it'll be a tough game. Do you know who has the number one offense in the country right now? I do not uh, which conference? They're averaging 626 yards a game. Uh, it's a Big 12 football team. I will guess that it is – oh, God, I don't know. I'll guess that it's Kansas, just to move along. University of Central Florida. Mm. Really? They scored 
like 15 points against now, Boise. This is not have guessed that. Yards a game. Uh, they're averaging 626. Like they must have put up an incredible amount in that first game of yards. There was yeah. a thousand yards or something. Seven two zero from Denver. Why don't we use Gibson, Anderson, and Petaway? You have to have playmakers on offense to win championships. I think they're going to. I again, this is this is why I continue to think that it is a calculated decision. Because I, every, I mean, the coaches obviously saw what we saw in week one, right? There is, it's obvious that we've got some star power waiting in reserve. Why are they not using those guys? I don't know. I don't know. Levy said that, you know, we got to get some of those guys going this week, and maybe they will, but. Oh, I, I think they definitely will. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that they're, those guys will get more run. I've got to think, geez, uh, on Saturday than they did last week, which anything, I guess, is an improvement. More than, more than anyone, like I want to see Nick Anderson out there because I think he can help this offense. I guess I was really disappointed for Jaden Gibson because he had his best game of his career. Yeah. It felt like potentially a breakout moment for him after having the drops last year. Two big contested catches, like his, his confidence is is back. You know, maybe that can turn him into a different player. And then he didn't get any opportunities the next Saturday. Right, I feel like that was a, a bit of a wasted opportunity for for him. And I hope that doesn't continue on for you know the next couple of weeks. I think while his confidence is high, like get him back out there, get him back out there, and get him more opportunities. Yeah, hey, because that's I, a body type you want out there producing at wide receiver. I know it. I know it. I I'm um I'm I'm just as baffled. But that but again, I it is it is clear. It's clear. Like barring something like some of those guys got in trouble, did something like to take away their their playing time. It, it has to be deliberate, right? Until I see otherwise, I think I am leaning towards we ain't showing nothing to Well, I wish you, or at least one of us, would have uh, showed up to uh, Levy's press conference yesterday, got the first question and said, Hey, Jeff, right after the statement about the the Art Brile situation, Mm -hmm. yeah, Jeff, uh, just asking, are you not showing nothing till Texas? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a great follow-up to the Art Brile statement. Which we had zero Art Bryles slash Jeff Levy questions today at the Britt Venables press conference. So we have officially moved on. What would have been better if someone asked that question or uh, when asked about the odd nature of the offense on Saturday, Levy said, we ain't showing nothing <laughs> that, that one right there. We would have made a t-shirt out of it. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Keep hitting the text on 651-3439. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. 
Just visit KREF.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army Tailgate shirt. Say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophy shirt. And join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venable's fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF store. The KREF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. Introducing the next generation at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're talking Sierras. 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT 5.3. Take up to $72.50 off MSRP when you trade in your 2009 GM car, truck, or SUV for qualified buyers. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. What is a good neighbor? It's someone nearby who helps make your life a little easier. I'm State Farm Agent Julia Chu, and my team and I take time to understand your insurance and financial needs. So whether you're preparing for retirement or in need of auto, home, life, or business insurance, get the kind of help you'd expect from a good neighbor. Visit the Julia Chu Agency or call 329-3311. Come visit at our new location, 701 Wall Street, Norman. Back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lung screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. What's better than tailgating for football on the weekends? Let Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue in Norman make your tailgate a winner. Whatever you need, we have it all. Don't worry about packing everything from home. Let us deliver to you. Not only do we cater for football games, name the event and it will be our pleasure to serve you. Need pre- or post-game meals? Having a birthday party? Monday through Saturday, we've got you covered. And even trays prep for those Sundays when you crave Chick-fil-A. Call Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue Northeast at 405-310-3189 today. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal, on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs at Norman, 405-701-2890. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families, too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you.
I really struggled with, do I leave home in Kansas State or I go to Oklahoma? The flip side was, well, that's Coach Stoops. And uh, I love playing for him as a, as a player and love working and learning from him as a defensive uh, mentor. And so when Coach Snyder says, well, once I told him I'm, I'm going to go to Oklahoma, he said, well, how do you know they're going to win? Because Oklahoma had gone several years without winning. And I was like, well, that's Bob Stoops, and he's a winner. There's Brent Venables earlier today at his weekly press conference. You know, we spent uh, a lot of today talking about the uh, – we sound like – Alex. if Alex Jones had a sports radio show, that's us today, <laughs> talking about the conspiracies of the OU offense. But what hasn't been a conspiracy <laughs> – Well, everyone knows that Oklahoma doesn't show anything until Texas. <laughs> it does sound like something he'd say. And then the frogs are gay. you got to say that at some point there. Um, anyway, I <laughs> should not have brought up Alex Jones. I'm scared to look at the text line now, what it says. What has it been a conspiracy, and one of the bright spots offensively, the wide receiver position as a whole is still a question mark, but Andrew Anthony kind of looks the part, doesn't he? I've I been impressed he, with him so far the first two weeks. I think he looks really good. I think he looks really good. And how good did Farouk look on that last oh touchdown? My God. Well, Good enough for you to say, ooh, ooh. on the uh, play-by-play. Yeah, that was impressive. Nice little move. Um, slipped out of that first tackle and then whoop I'm, on the uh, I'm, second that's, guy. I um, hope I'm not going overboard here. I One of the finer open field moves I've seen from an OU wide receiver in quite some time. Would you like to, to disagree with that? Two defenders in that tight of a space, and I don't even know if any of them touches jersey, end up scoring a touchdown. It was a hell of a move. I haven't had a whole lot of yak recently, it doesn't feel like. Now, we've seen some guys make some moves on some of those sweep plays and stuff like that. Uh, Gavin Freeman had a really nice move on that punt return. But, yeah, I think it does feel like one of the better moves we've seen from the wide receivers. Hmm. So, he's been a nice, bright spot. And that play, they drew up for him to catch the first touchdown. I. It just goes back to Saturday being weird and everything that we talked about. Is it conservative? Is it not conservative? What What is it? That was a hell of a play design to get him wide open in the middle of the field for the first touchdown of the game. And then after that, it was mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fascinated by it. I'm. I'm curious to see if – I. you have to agree – if we go play Tulsa, the defense is playing really well, and we have another what we would consider uh, oddly conservative offensive game plan and offensive play calling uh, afternoon. Like something is there's definitely a calculated effort. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because I like the strength of Tulsa is their offense. They got an offensive head coach. That's what they're all about. And last week, we spent time trying to figure out what number we would be really impressed with. Oh, if the OU defense holds SMU to this number, then we'll be really impressed. Right? You remember that conversation? Yeah. We should be doing that again this week, given the opponents, because TCU is an, is an offensive team. I feel like we're going to be doing the exact same thing, but with the offense this week. Well, if OU doesn't score 
this amount of points should we be worried here moving forward about the offense? I mean, I think that... And I guess we'll decide later this week what that number is. All you have to do is take a look at the point spread. Um, Oklahoma is going to do just what they need play calling wise to get ahead of the point spread. Twenty-eight. Uh, we're going to win by twenty-eight. <laughs> twenty-eight. They're going to win twenty-eight nothing on Saturday. Thirty-one final, three. Final score prediction: twenty-eight nothing. Thirty-one to three. Yeah. I just hope this isn't like the two thousand two game and it's three nothing going into halftime. Yeah. Let's hope that's not the case, please. Uh, crack toss opening play of the game I, well, to the tight end side. Really, I, I hope that's not the case for the uh, for the players because I'm sure it'll be a very similar uh, halftime speech as to what Bob Stoops gave the team back in 02. Uh, minus the flying dragon kick to the Gatorade bottle, or is that going to happen as Gatorade well? Gatorade bottle or Gatorade or jug? Jug, sorry. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, jug. Well, I don't know, man. I'm uh, – Maybe it's maybe it's conspiracy theory. Maybe I'm 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 crazy, and we just flat out have uh, some inadequacies. And but see, even if that's the case, this is really this is this is driving you crazy. It's driving, driving me crazy. you insane. Even if that's the case, to where yeah, we're just offensively, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do. Well, that doesn't explain some of the personnel that we saw in the game, right? And why we stayed in two tight ends as long as we did and why we didn't see some of the young um, wide receivers out there who looked really good in week one. I don't know. There's a lot that needs to be explained by that. It just (laughs) – we really need to get past the SMU game is what it sounds like. Really, really need to get to Saturday, 2.30 on ESPN2. Oh, you a twenty-seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, well, I guess the uh, the beauty of it is is there's there's no um, there's no mystery what what Texas has and what they're going to do. No, we, we saw they're, the kitchen go, sink. Go balls, man! You're yeah. going to see a lot of go balls. Ad Mitchell, the transfer from Georgia, he uh, he looked good against Bama, he man. Did. So Ooh. they're a wide receiver core that was built up as one of the best in the country. Between A.D. Mitchell and um, Xavier Worthy, those are those are two really good wide receivers. And they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get their they're tied in the football, whether it's screens God, or over the middle. I'm not sure if he's not the best player on their team, Jatavian Sanders. Well, he's, I know he's this. special. He's he's a wide receiver. That dude does not want to block at all. In the running game, he was getting his ass handed to him by uh, a bunch of different defenders from Alabama. Uh, he is, he's a wide receiver, um, moonlighting as a tight end at times, not a willing blocker, which I think helps us. I mean that that that's an advantage that you can uh, that's something you can take advantage of because, I mean, the, the threat of a tight end is so dangerous because of what they can give you in both the run game and the passing game as a blocker, and as a pa- it creates the the deception that you don't know what the offense is trying to do with the personnel packages. And I, you know that he's just a, a wide receiver. That's all he's going to be. It's a good year, uh, given what they look like at wide receiver. It's a good year to have the most corner and safety depth that you've had in over a decade. Yeah. yeah I, I thought – I don't know if that's enough to say that OU matches up well with Texas, but 
that's going to be tough. Uh, Texas, like moving forward in, in conference, definitely that's Texas' toughest matchup. I think personnel wise, right? And you know, I'm I'm curious. I whenever that game shows up, we've seen how aggressive Venables will be getting after the quarterback and bringing pressure. I, that's the one thing that Texas did a pretty good job of is keeping Ewers upright. You know. So, we'll see. All right, quick time out. we got the final segment coming up next. We'll hit some of these text messages on the other side. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Get ready for a night of solid gold with the Temptations and the Four Tops. Same night, same stage. October 24th, Apache Casino Hotel, Lawton, Oklahoma. The Temptations and the Four Tops together live. Reserve seats on sale now at Casino Cage or online at ApacheCasinoHotel.com. The Temptations and the Four Tops. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a... It would be our pleasure to serve you. Call us today at 405-310-3189 for all your catering needs. Sandwiches, nuggets, delicious sauces to tasty gallons of lemonade, sweet or unsweet tea. Be the tailgate champion with the 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A in Norman. Eat more chicken and boomers sooner. Oklahoma football is the best, and Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop for more than 45 years. Locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, barware, and even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything Sooner. Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on historic Campus Corner. Did the recent storms damage your home and roof? Call All-American Roofing today. All-American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second-generation locally-owned roofing company. They are also a Google-guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF Master Elite Contractors with a BBB A-plus rating. Call All-American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All-American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. All right, final segment of the day, Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you to the final hour. Captain Willard says, trying to decide 
if you guys love or hate the text line and decided the answer was likely yes. Love it. I, I absolutely like love the, the text line. The best part about our station is the text line. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's amazing. 918, I think we're solid. Our defense is noticeably, be- noticeably better, and I doubt our offense is worse this year. I, I mean, it would be hard-pressed to find – to. it would be a massive disappointment if our offense is not better than it was a year ago, given the, the talent that we have and the offensive line has a chance to be, I think, quite a bit better as a whole, at least for a longer period of the season. Um, but, you know, they got to come around. I think we have some potential star power at wide receiver. Now, running back, Eric Gray was excellent last year, and – uh, I thought Talley Walker's really good against SMU, but I think we've—I don't think we've proven yet that we're better at running back than we were a year ago. Status of Gentry Williams asked the four hundred five. Brent sounded like he's going to be back this week. Yeah, Harrington still banged up. He probably not going to play. Is what it sounds like. Uh, quote: Hopeful on Desan McCullough being back. Yeah. So twenty-two going to be playing on Saturday. Yeah, going to be probably play a bunch, and I'd like to see Deshaun McCullough play as the cheetah. Uh, hopefully he's healthy. He looked like he was, you know, he was walking around, and I know that's a far cry from playing football, but um, he looked like he was moving okay on Saturday out there uh, in pregame warmups. Uh, what was it, Drew and Flower Mound? How would you guys assess Billy Bowman in his first two games? Everyone seems to be talking about Bowen and even Pearson, especially after game one. That that is a good question. I wouldn't doubt that Bowman's been really good. It's just been steady because it's it has been about other players around him i think he's been really good um you know i i wish he would have attacked that one play that over route a little bit more but i mean that was just a good throw and catch and underneath needs to be better uh, i think his angles and tackling have been excellent i think his coverage for the most part's been been pretty dang good i'm i'm really happy with how billy bowman's played no top 25 games in college football this weekend Man. it's weird isn't it of all the games, there's no top 25 matchup. This is a sport, though, that's very hit or miss. It dep- It could be an amazing week with so many great games, you don't feel like you can watch them all, or the next week it's, what's the best game this week? But I don't know. Usually yeah. whenever there's nothing that pops off is whenever we have like some crazy things happen where teams God, lose so. to. Wyoming beating Texas on the road? Go. Oh, about that. We'll see. Well, Texas. JK, that ain't going to happen. Uh, they would. Ha- well, I mean, they could have a big letdown. There's no doubt. All right, that's it for us. You guys were awesome today on the text line. You drive the show as always. We're just along for the ride. And you know what time it is. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. Drinks are only 60 cents all day the next day at participating locations because on the run is always St. Louis serious. Walker swings and misses a pitch up. And that was a slow ball. Singles by Contreras O'Neill. Gorman put the ball in place some indecision by O'Hearn. And the official score ruled a fielder's choice on safe at first. Here's a swing and a pop up. Foul territory. Moving over by the stands, O'Hearn has no play. The ball goes three rows deep. O'Hearn had to fight.